Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Football, football, football. It's all around us. College football in action tonight. Unfortunately, Sacramento State has a 17-0 lead over the Nichols Colonels. They're 628 till halftime there. We see the uh, Utah versus Florida game just getting underway as well. Uh, good to be back in the mix of actual games instead of us, you know, just talking and previewing things now. Yeah, it looks like a 70 yard uh, reception touchdown. Oh, touchdown. Uh, Utah. So, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, you know what? You know, everybody down here, we try to say, okay, are you going to cheer for the SEC? I mean, if you truly an LSU fan, who, who, who wants the rest who of the message? Who crap about Florida? Right. No, we don't care about Vanderbilt. Like Florida, Alabama, we ain't cheering for them. <laughs> no, we won't play Florida year in and year out in the future. But it's like the whole, oh, we got to cheer for the SEC. I, I, I'm like, man, I cheer for LSU. I don't care. You know, when you say about all the other teams, obviously you want, uh, you know, get the prestige of a power conference and all that. But, um, I have no problem if Utah uh, uh, puts a whooping on Florida. <laughs> now, I like Coach Napier and Charlie, so I understand. Yeah, not uh, a good look, though, guys. But, 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 but Charlie, I'm like, I mean, uh, I, I don't, the way I look at it, uh, I have no problem if you, if, you, if you take your emotions out of it. Uh, that Utah beating Florida. Yeah, I mean, it's looking pretty good for the Utes as well. Yeah. I, I mean, that first three-play, like three-and-out drive for Graham Mertz, who Mike and I kind of criticize, and we don't think he's any good, and he's their starter, and he's obviously not off to a good start. And then the very first play from scrimmage for Utah, I just watched it, was an, an aired-out bomb where the safety just totally misplayed it and just, like, collapsed in front of the, the receiver. The receiver took it to the house. And uh, so. and Charlie and uh, Steve, speaking of who's not collapsing, I don't know, Charlie, I'm telling you, this is some weird stuff. This would be like a homework assignment. I don't know how you could do it because it would be too meticulous. I mean, because you're like, what does preseason really mean? I mean, I, I would say probably – I don't know, maybe they didn't play enough, but Reggie White or Lawrence Taylor, T.J. Watt, whoever whoever you might think is like, I mean, they're unbelievable. Can you block them? Unstoppable, uh, right? Yeah, Von Miller, whoever it might be. You can go on and on and name players. But what Nick Lalos did. Nico. What Nico did, uh, Steve, <laughs> it is like truly 
Uh, well, how many games did he play? Did, did, did he do that like two handfuls? I just remember the one post game. You're saying Lawrence Taylor like performance and made me snap my head. No, because you look at these numbers and you look at like uh, what are you actually accomplished per snap? Because it's not the whole game. You might play a quarter and a half whenever you're in there. So this is like I don't know if I've ever witnessed this. Somebody might say, "No, Aaron, it's not quite. He's not the best or the best." But I don't know any defensive player considering the number of snaps. Nico Lelos from Darthmont that he had seven tackles, four sacks, five tackles for loss, and two pass breakups in the preseason. Stud. No, I. I mean, uh, hell yeah, we should put him on the practice squad. <laughs> Uh, you worry about somebody might snatch him. I don't know. He seems like he has a nose for the football. Now, you might say, well, hey, Bear, who is he beating? Uh, they're not even going to be in the NFL. But you still got to take it, uh, advantage of the opportunity. I mean, uh, it why could, isn't everybody doing that? Yes, right, exactly. exactly. I'd be like, okay, why isn't everybody? Like, oh, uh, guys you might be counting on. So, uh, but th- th- did Foskey uh, have these kind of numbers? Right, exactly. Uh, 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 uh huh. Come on, we're counting on him. Now, you might say, again, who you're going against. But, like, Nico Lelos, I think based what he did with the Saints in preseason, whether uh, now he's on the Saints practice squad, but I don't know. He's a pro. Whether it's NFL, XFL, USFL, based on what he did this August, man, that guaranteed him at least three or four more years. You have to look up if Dartmouth has ever had an NFL player. Um. Then you have, Char, I want to say Darth, uh, like like Cornell, I think, Ed Marinero. No, I'm trying to think like a Darthman player. Um, you know, you can look at like uh, like Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Harvard and all that. Um, but Steve, have you come up with a Darthman player? Yeah, let's see. We've got. They've got a couple. But yeah, Phil Bauer, Johnny Bryan. No, people don't know them. Uh, I'm just sorry, but they don't know them. I'm saying like, you know, Ed Marinero. When he went to Cornell, you remember he was on like. Here's one I do remember. He was Jay on Fiedler, Hill Street. Quarterback. Hill Street. Jay Feeler, that's the guy I was thinking <laughs> of. Miami Dolphins. Jay Feeler. Now fans know him, right? And he was from Dartmouth. Uh, Charlie Guy ring a bell? No. Okay, no, offensive no. lineman. No. Uh, that ain't gonna ring no bell. Bill Hutchinson, no. quarterback with the no. Giants. No, 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 oh, no. That you, was you, 1940. No, no, you hit it, Jay Fielder. <laughs> Jay Fielder was the Darthman guy. Nico Lalo's on the list. Uh, that, that, no, exactly. He's like 1 and 1A now. So Kicker Nick Lowry? Yeah, oh, oh, no, no, yeah, yeah no, no, that, that's a good one. But it's a kicker again. So. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, when you look at, uh, I don't know, uh, Charlie, were you old enough to remember Hill Street Blues and all that? Or, uh, okay, it's like a sitcom, you know, like, yeah, no. I, I don't know, Hill Street Blues. I want to say Ed Marinero, who went to Cornell, I think he might have been a runner-up to the Heisman. I don't think he won the Heisman. I don't know, but he was like an actor. You know, like Jim Brown, uh, the Cleveland Browns? Sure. I'm a pro football player, but I'm also an actor. Well, Ed Marinero... Uh, was outstanding Ivy League running back. Played with the, um, I want to say, Minnesota Vikings. And um, went to Cornell, Ivy League school. But he was like, uh, oh, that's the guy. That, man, that, man, he's on Hill Street Blues or something like that. You know, so you see these old school uh, sitcoms. So that, that so whenever I see an Ivy League, you know why I'm for the Ivy League? Because I know you go to school. You have to go to school. Even though you have tutors. Not man, like John Emery. Uh, yeah, uh, hello. Uh, you, you got tutors. Uh, it doesn't matter. I don't like school. Uh, no, no. Uh, t- to pass, uh, 
And considering they don't give athletic scholarships and you play in the Ivy League, man, you smart. you just uh, uh, an upstanding uh, future, uh, maybe American leader. Now, uh, depending on their politics and what direction they go, but it's not like they, you know, they, they're studious and you can respect them. So I'm always intrigued by players we have. It could be like uh, Darthman, Cornell, um, like Brown. Uh, who knows? Brown University, what is that? I think it's in Rhode Island. So you look at Harvard. You look at Yale, like uh, University of Pennsylvania. You, you look at everything, and and we had we had two Ivy Leaguers. Now he didn't make it. He didn't have the uh, production, but Prince. Remember that dude named Prince? Prince? Emily, yeah, Prince Emilio. Guess where he's from? Penn. He's a Quaker, University of Pennsylvania. So to me, those two guys, upstanding citizens. I don't know how they cannot be upstanding citizens. <laughs> Prince Emilio and uh, Nico Lelos. When I look at like Penn and Darthman, uh, that's some upstanding citizens, and uh, you know to have an opportunity because you going it's not Ivy League or Power Five. No, you're going from Ivy League to the NFL, and if you can hang, that's impressive. When we get back, we're going to be talking to a smart guy. He went to Purdue. Rob Ninkovich will be back talking NFL and Saints right after the break here on WWL. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back into Sports Talk. The Saints had a practice today. Uh, getting into Tennessee Titans mode for sure with week one, basically a week away from the black and gold this Sunday. Uh, then we'll be back in the Caesar Superdome getting ready 
for the opener against the Titans. Here's what Dennis Allen had to say today after the practice session with the media. You yesterday about uh, Adam Do you expect to have a full, you know, healthy roster for? Um, yeah, I don't know if I don't know if we'll have all 53. We'll we'll see where we're at next week, but uh, um, we should have a, most of our guys anyway. How far along are you all in Tennessee? <clears throat> um, yeah, I think we're 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 pretty far along, uh, particularly in you know first and second down. Um, I feel good about where we're at. We still got a few things to kind of um, you know do as a coaching staff, but you know we got we had a good practice today. Worked primarily on Tennessee today, um, so we'll get back to work on those those guys. We'll finish up the. A little bit of the game planning process and, and be ready to go for a good Monday practice. Is something valuable is Tyron Matthew just when it comes to kind of mentoring the young? Yeah, no, he's he's been awesome. Um, you know, that's part of what we were hoping to get out of him when he came here is, is a little bit of that veteran presence, veteran leadership. The great thing about Tyron is you know what you're getting every single day. He's a consummate pro in terms of how he goes about doing his job and taking care of his business. Um, he's a guy that very rarely makes mistakes. You know, he's usually in the right spot. And, and so um, we know exactly what we're getting with that player on a day-in and day-out basis. Yeah, we don't know anything about Marcus Mace's suspension, but how comfortable are you with the guys behind? Yeah, comfortable. Yeah, very comfortable. Um, I think it's a good group. You mentioned the uh, two runners out of the practice squad. We'd seen some earlier reports, Tony Jones Jr. and Jordan Mims. Yeah. Those, those yeah. What did you see in those guys that you wanted to? Well, look, Tony's a guy that's that's been in the system. He really has been in the same basic install meetings all throughout training camp. So there's a familiarity in what we're doing offensively. So that was what was intriguing about him. And Mims is a guy that, that you know, we watched on tape and, you know, change of pace back, some, some quickness. Uh, change of direction as well as his ability out of the backfield. There's a couple of people have been giving Brizzy love for the spin moves that he put on uh, on film. It's not getting in a habit of giving rookies too much love. All right. Well, let's try to phrase this in a way that you're not giving them too much love. Let's, and that, that defensive uh, interior group as a whole. Yeah, I like uh, it. I like it. I mean, and there's some 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 differences. You know, in the players, I'd say, you know, when you look at Malcolm Roach, he's quick, sudden, explosive. Breezy is very similar in that regard, much bigger, uh, but a, but an athletic interior player. And then we've got some guys that have, uh, you know, really good power um, in Shepard and Saunders. So, I mean, I think there's uh, some versatility inside with those guys. The group, I mean, so much of that you hadn't seen them all play, I mean, none of them really play together prior to this uh, training camp. So how, how is that that you've had like a month and change to see them? Like, how, how are they as a unit there? Yeah, look, I think they've performed well uh, in practices and in games when they've been called upon. And, um, you know, we felt good about them when we, when we whether it be Brzee and we, we draft him or uh, Shepard and Saunders when we signed them in free agent. Free agency. I mean, I, they, we saw something on tape that we liked, um, and and they've they've. I think they fit into you know what we're looking for inside. I think we're probably a little deeper at that position than maybe where we've been in the past. Is Kendrick Miller dealing with an injury? Uh, he's got a hamstring. Is that 
Anything that could jeopardize week one, or you see next week? Injury reports are coming out real soon. Uh, big picture. You, you said last week you really were happy with the trajectory of where you're all at. Can you kind of maybe explain a little more about that? Like, what, what, what in particular are you most confident about with the way things are going? Well, I, I think this. I think, you know, when you're out here every single day and you're watching your guys practice, um, they're practicing hard. They're practicing really fast. And our execution overall has been has been pretty good. And so, you know, when you see that speed and the execution together, uh, it gives you it gives you confidence. And when you see an offense and a defense that, uh, you know, there's a lot of back and forth and you're seeing, you know, positives on both sides of the ball, it gives you confidence in your football team. And so. Uh, that's why I, I, I like the trajectory we're on, but we'll start playing real games here um, a week from Sunday, and, and we'll get a chance to find out really quick where we're at. I remember last year you talked about the grit you liked in your team. Is there anything in particular on this team that maybe a characteristic of I think it's the competitiveness. I think it's probably been one of the most competitive camps that we've had here in a while. Um, and, and I think that comes when you have balance on your football team. Um, you know, it's hard to be, you know, competitive if one side of the ball is is winning everything. And so, you know, the times the defense gets the better of the offense, the offense responds. Same thing the other way around. When the offense gets the better of the defense, the defense responds. And not just on a day-to-day basis, but from period to period. And I think that's the mark of a good team. Saints head coach Dennis Allen after today's practice, the big one there, Bobby, hearing about Kendry Miller dealing with a hamstring issue. Dennis Allen not saying whether or not he will be ready for week one and that the first injury report comes out Wednesday. So obviously that's a little concerning. Yeah, uh, it's concerning. And um, okay, uh, who's available? Exactly. You you can't have, oh, we got one running back. That's enough. No, it's not enough. You got to have like two or three guys. Obviously, we all know who's the number one guy they would lean upon would be Jamal Williams. Okay, now the second guy that I would go with, even over Kirk Merritt, because he's familiar with the offense and actually played in real NFL games, would be Tony Jones Jr. Then I don't know the status of uh, Kirk Merritt's uh, hamstring. And then you can always throw in again with his health is uh, Taysom. I don't know where he's at with his oblique. and He how was they, back at practice today. Yeah, and, and how they would utilize him. But uh, uh, we all know the QB power and going downhill. Uh, when you're averaging five and a half, six yards a carry, uh, that's getting it done. Now, you know what else like an emergency? That's why I think under Sean Payton, or, uh, you know, that offense, what, what they're doing in Denver, or Pete Carmichael, now with the Saints, they will always have a fullback. Like that spark plug or that bowling ball, however you want to describe right, it. The position is not dead with Sean Payton or Pete Carmichael. No, uh, they're going to use the fullback, and then all of a sudden, damn, everybody's freaking hurt. <laughs> that that player, what they've always demanded, that knows the running back position so you don't embarrass yourself. You understand what I'm saying? Like, man, what? We got to put a receiver at running back or not? No. So that's why uh, if you look at uh, Adam Prentice, you know, we had two of a competition. We had uh, Jake Vargas. He was uh, going into – last year was his first year in the NFL. He's out of UNC, North Carolina. But Adam Prentice, he's like a, a typical, like, corny. You know, when, uh, 
When Carney uh, on that Sunday night football scored three touchdowns against the Cowgirls. Uh, but Adam Prentice. What a whooping that was. I think Adam Prentice is in that light going into his third year out of South Carolina. University of Gamecock. Uh, that Adam Prentice is one of those that he does just enough the team that he's not in street clothes, if that makes sense. He can do this, he can do that, how we can utilize him, and always that almost like emergency, uh, not that he's going to make a difference, but emergency running back that we still could function, and you can't purely play the pass. You might have to honor the run now and then. We're going to be taking a break, coming back with more sports talk right after this, getting more into our sound bank as well, hear from some Saints players like Cam Jordan and more right after the break on WWL. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back into Sports Talk, hitting the Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line, 504-260-1870. Actually going to our man Charlie behind the glass, back from a little cruise enjoyment. Yeah, yeah, didn't R&R. Hit, didn't hit any uh, rough waters out there, thankfully. No, no, we were good. So, guys, this was a stat that I saw that I thought was pretty fascinating. So, looking at some preseason projections, because that's all we can really do until they actually start playing games, Derek Carr's over-under passing yards is set by DraftKings at 3,700 yards. Now, if you look at his career stats, guys, I'm looking at, you know, out of six out of his nine years, he's gone over that total. Last year, he went under it. It was you know, the first time in about five years that he did because right. in four years back-to-back-to-back from 2018 through 2021, he went over 4,000 yards, including in 2021, he went actually over 4,800 yards. So I'm looking at this number, and granted last season in 2022, he went 3,500 yards, but that was because he only played in 15 games. If he plays in all 17, he definitely goes past 37, and then maybe even sniffs a fifth straight 4,000-yard season. So that number kind of surprised well, me. It, it, it seems like the sports books are a little bit down on Derek Carr and his projection in the Saints' offense. Well, well uh, Charlie, the way I look at it is like, what's the number? Is it 3,700? 3,700 is the uh, preseason uh, uh, projection. Okay, it's not five. It's not 4,000 yards, but I still think he can get um, you know 3,800. You I don't know, think then, it's unrealistic that he can get 4,000 yards. Right, right. No, but I'm just trying to be conservative yeah, where, for sure. uh, you know, what's the over and under. And I'm just telling you right now, all the receivers and the weapons that we have, uh, and Sean Payton's thinks this way, Pete Carmichael, that a lot, a lot of times a simple pass, you're like, well, we need to push it more down the field. But again, the yards after the catch, when Alvin Kamara gets back in the fold and they think the same way, that even a short pass, getting yards after the catch is like a long handoff. Okay, so that counts towards passing yards, right? So when Alvin Kamara comes back, look at how many times or touches. Not so much always running, but in the passing game, whether it's a screen, 
or an option rod, how you try to attack the defense. And I don't know, he just threw it here to there, like seven or eight yards over. They gained uh, 12, 15 yards. Right. So that's what you have to look at it. A Sean Payton offense and Pete Carmichael, because the Broncos and Saints, it's all the same thing, is that I'm telling you. An extension of the run game with those like short passes. the old Bill Walsh West Coast offense. Yeah, there you go. And that's where it all comes from. It's like, okay, we're not going to truly dominate in a pure rushing attack, but how can we outflank the defense and get in your playmaker's hands and you get the yards after the catch? That's like even, you might think that that's not an exotic play, but yes, it is. Uh, look like QB power by Taysom Hill. Okay, does anybody else do that? Uh, have, have you seen anybody do... Oh, you, uh, I know the team is short yardage or red zone. They have to know Taysom's in his shotgun, QB power. They know and, it's coming and they still can't stop it. And he still it. gets six yards forward. Right. See, so don't, that, that, when you look at uh, – that's exotic. Hopefully O-line can do that this year. Uh, no, but, but but the point being, Steve, uh, other teams, you know, it's a copycat lead. Oh, let's try that, but it didn't necessarily work. Right. So it just shows you, though, how the Saints are structured and we were talking about which are like the passing yard total. But that Derek Carr, even though he's not bombs away or hit that unbelievable play, just how even if you're nitpicking and you're getting and attacking defenses, that, that that's a big part. That's why, Charlie, I, I would take the over on that. I'm with you there. And another guy that I'm really actually looking forward to, we've talked about it all offseason, Derek Carr's early connection with Chris Olave. And Olave, if you look at his rookie season, guys, 72 catches, he goes over 1,000 yards because he had 14.5 yards per reception. It's not unrealistic to expect him to be around that 14.5 to 15 yards per catch. Without a doubt. And if he increases his catch total to somewhere around 85 to 90 catches like we kind of anticipate him to take that next step as right? we've seen his development in the offseason you're looking at a guy that's going to go around 1300 to 1400 yards and so if you're looking at just that alone the wide receiver one Chris Olave getting you that kind of total as far Production, as passing yards yeah. goes I think it's almost a slam dunk that Derek Carr throws for nearly 4,000 yards because you have that one guy at the top of the leaderboard that's going to be in that 1,300 or 1,400 range. Yeah, uh, Charlie, I think playing 17 games, and if you look at how efficient I think Derek Carr will be, uh, I definitely would take the over. Uh, I I think uh, he's done it in the past, and just watching him in practice, um, that that I think he's going to be ready to roll. Um, because we, we're not going to be almost like you're trying to protect the quarterback because we don't know exactly what they're going to do. And what I'm talking about, watch how the Packers call plays with Jordan Love because they have an outstanding defense. They look at all they were first-rounders and where they're at defensively. They think they're going to win on the offensive line. What they did, they had two stud running backs. What did they Aaron just Jones do? and A.J. Dillon. Uh, yeah. And, then, and uh, they were supposedly trying to get uh, Jonathan Taylor. Yes. So uh, I, I, yeah, you I, think I, they don't want to run the ball? No, I'm telling you, they're <laughs> going to protect Jordan Love. So that would be a different scenario, like a Jordan Love type quarterback, which that's not the case with Derek Carr and the Saints. And I, I don't even really want to act like we're necessarily sunshine pumping here. I think it's realistic to expect Chris Olave to take the next step. I think it's realistic to expect Jawan Johnson to take a giant Without a doubt. So if his production, because he was around 500 yards this past season, but if his receiving production jumps – Again, this upcoming year with Derek Carr throwing him the ball, guys, I mean, this is a lot of numbers 
that are coming from just a few guys. Like, And obviously, Bobby, you talked about yards after the catch, running back. We expect Jamal Williams to be involved in the passing game as well. It just seems like that 3,700 preseason projections low. Well, and I even look at it because I've always, uh, I think I looked at this a number of years. Uh, now, this is Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara and all when he, but Alvin Kamara, the pass receiving running back that he is, now he's going to miss, um, what, he's only playing 14 games uh, if he's healthy. But uh, it was always, I think the number, if I can remember, I had this in my nose, I think 84 receptions. receptions. Right. And so, I don't know, you. So let's say you take away 10, or I'm just going to be conservative and go 70-plus. I'm thinking that Alvin Kamara in 14 games, even though he's not playing 17, he should have at least 70 receptions and how they're utilizing him. Uh, like, out the, you know, whether it's a screen or it's an option. Yard, five receptions a game. Yeah, I mean. that, that, that I, I think he truly, because when the Saints are rolling, again, getting Alvin Kamara in space, uh, obviously, we've always been able to run the ball, so that's still going to be a key. But getting the play, the ball in Alvin Kamara's hands as far as the touches, it's not just all, you know, you old school like rushing attempts. No, it's like uh, you could be just as significant uh, to help your team win as a pass receiving running back. The one game, what was, um, and even Pete Carroll uh, said this, when we played at Seattle, I want to say the last time, uh, was it the last time? I know it was a game. We, and Alvin Kamara got off. It might have been when Von Bell maybe had a scoop and score that game. And then all I know is Pete Carroll. And I think Deontay was, Hardy had a return. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. guys. I remember that yeah. game. He had uh, 10 receptions on 11 targets in that game for 128 yards uh, and a receiving touchdown. And also, actually, uh, in 2019, he, he had an incredible game as well. So, uh, once again, a bunch of receptions, nine receptions on 10 targets, 92 yards. So it seems like Alvin Kamara's kind of been the Seahawks killer. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, what, it might have been maybe that first time, uh, Charlie, but I guess they didn't learn their lesson or whatever it was uh, that, that uh, Pete Carroll was saying, like, we knew that Alvin Kamara was good. We didn't know he was that right. good. Right, like, uh, like, they're almost like, man, we got to, like, because he did one screenplay when he was just kind of, just kind of no lollygagging on the sideline. They would hit him, and he kept going. And, kept, and it, why didn't he score in the scene? It looked like two or three Seahawks should have knocked him out of bounds, and they didn't. And then Pete Carroll's like, what? Now, we knew he was good. We didn't know he was that good and stuff. I, I don't know, Charles, but it's one of those games that Pete Carroll commented in the postgame presser that uh, – well, he was highly uh, giving a lot of praise to Alvin Kamara. I think 10 receptions in a game for a running back is pretty yeah. pretty impressive. A guy we're hoping that has a big impact this year in this offense, uh, Rashid Shaheed, the wide receiver. Uh, we heard from him after practice in the Saints locker room, and here's what he had to say. 100%. I'm ready to go. Uh, excited and feeling good. How about as far as you know, missing some time in training camp, but how ready do you feel for the season? Yeah, uh, I feel like I still didn't miss a beat. Um, you know, training staff uh, did a great job of you know getting me prepared and you know staying on track with everything. So I feel confident. You know, Rashid, obviously, you know, I feel like this year it wasn't really much of a question, but it is your first roster. Last year you didn't make it. You know, how how big a moment for just to get a right? It's a blessing. Um, you know, not being able to have that feeling last year um, kind of had you know me shaking up a little bit, but I knew that. Um, 
the time time would come, and you know, this year I was able to make it, and um, it's a great feeling. You feel a little bit more settled this year. I mean, obviously last year a little bit more upheaval, but this year, even though you were injured, some mm-hmm. kind of the expectation of making the 53. Right. Yeah. Um, as far as expectations go, you know, I I, I feel a lot more comfortable. Um, I feel a lot more, you know, just. Uh, educated within the system and um, I feel like I'm able to just go out and play free now and um, you know last year it kind of took me a minute to to get a grasp grasp of everything but um, now I feel confident and ready to go. You know with that knowledge does it allow you to either play even faster or do you kind of you know kind of throttle back a little bit? Yeah 100% um, uh, definitely um, being able to you know play faster is is, um, important and um, I feel like I'm definitely able to uh, now with the, the system and learning everything so Good. What, what have you learned? I mean, we can't ask about it enough. We've mm-hmm. asked you about the chemistry with, with Derek, but what have you learned from Derek Carr okay. since you've come back from that, that little injury stretch? Right. Um, you know, he's been there for me since, since uh, the injury. Um, he's, he's told me to stay in the playbook and, you know, the timing and everything will come um, as, as far as the season goes. And, um, you know, he's, he's you know, kept confidence in me. He knows that, you know, some timing was lost, but um, he's a veteran and he knows that uh, how to work and, you know, to create the chemistry. He knows where to throw it to you. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you know, earlier this offseason, we talked about you kind of working on the slot. And mm-hmm. You missed some time there. Do you feel like you've got, had enough that you're able to get up on yeah, 100%. I feel confident in the slot. Um, I've been able to get enough time throughout OTAs and a little bit of camp, and um, you know, I feel, feel confident. Was there anything that stood out as kind of a, a difference you're trying to pick up as you move into that? Yeah, 100%. Um, kind of learning a little bit more than just the slot and the outside. Um, kind of moving around to different places, I feel like, has been a big emphasis. And um, you know, I've been having to learn a lot of that stuff. So, And it's been smooth so far, and, and still a lot to learn. Saints wide receiver Rashid Shahid. I feel the need, the need for Shahid. Hopefully he can stay healthy because, man, he is a difference maker when on the field, well, obviously. I, I, I don't know. He's another one. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's the day and age we live in. I mean, he's kind of, what is he, a superhero? He flashes in and out. Uh, I mean, it, it's like. You no, know, you always mention that, you know, high performance sports car. Oh, no, he's like a Lamborghini, Ferrari, or something. Uh, now, the first two times he touches the ball, we all know how explosive. He runs a jet sweep against the Bengals. Touchdown, he catches a post route against the Cardinals, a touchdown. And then now, because uh, we didn't really see him last August, he's working with the trainers, doing his own thing. And then, you know, we see him at the beginning of camp, then he disappears. Uh, I don't know, uh, maybe uh, he's getting a tune-up or, or whatever. But, uh, I mean, uh, you'd be counting on him. Uh, I still think, because uh, of the time has mi- he missed, I would think he'd be like the third banana. You know, I maybe wanted to put him at number two. I put Chris Olave, but I put Michael Thomas now, not counting Jawan Johnson, but as far as just the receivers. Right, just receivers. And I put Rashid Shaheed until, you know, you got to see something. Whatever I see lately, like like uh, Coach Allen said, I got to see something out of Jimmy Graham. Now, even though Rashid Shaheed's young, but when we saw something from him, early August? It's been a while since, uh, you know, I mean, he's done anything. No, I, that that and and I'm not, I think he's unbelievable. I think he's outstanding. But again, uh, it sounds like right now he's ready to roll against the Titans. Uh, and I'd say great for the Saints, great for us. Yeah, hopefully you know that groin issue doesn't you know become a lingering problem. Like you have to worry about that along with hamstrings. No, a uh, groin, uh, hip flexor, and hamstring, and all that. It's all. It's all aggravating because uh, if you hurt, you hurt. You can't run. You got to run in football. It's not like you're stationary. So that's why when I hear hip flexor, groin, hamstring, and all, I guess the big guys you could throw in the quad. 
You know, anything. Bottom line: if you if you jacking up your leg and you can't run, you can't play. We are <laughs> running to break right now and be back to close out sports talk right after this on WWL. Folks, it's not too late to win a top-quality generator. The hurricane just clobbered Florida. Put it all in perspective for us. Life is just miserable without electricity. That's why WWL teamed up with Craig's Electrical and Generator to offer you the chance to win a Generac GP 6500 portable generator. Total value almost $1,000. Got to go to WWL.com slash contest now for your chance to win backup power from Craig's Electrical and Generators. Because when the power goes off, Craig's comes on and WWL. You got a few days left. That contest ends on Tuesday. Well, uh, Steve and Charlie, I want you all to chime in because uh, the game's going to be here before you know it. Not the Saints, but LSU against Florida State. Look how intriguing that game is. Hold that tiger. What you think is going to happen? Okay, I'm going to go first. I think LSU will win. But you're going to be like uh, pacing or biting your fingernails, kind of similar to what happened last year. Now, we should have made the damn extra point, you know, and all that was going to come about. But, but I don't I don't see Florida State uh, putting it to LSU, and I don't see vice versa, LSU putting it to uh, the Seminoles. I think it's going to be very entertaining, but LSU is going to come out on top. I think as well that it's going to be a tight one. Uh, the teams will probably go back and forth like you mentioned a year ago. Hopefully the the uh, LSU Tigers are a lot better on special teams this go-around. And third down, <laughs> get the quarterback, uh, you know, sack him. Or get him. You know LSU had zero sacks last year? Yeah, uh, no, no, no. no bueno. Right, right. That's not good. Uh, to me, though, uh, the, the biggest key to uh, is going to be what's going to happen with the quarterbacks dealing with these defenses, I think, are being overlooked more uh, – than they should be right now on LSU's defense and Florida State's. I'm definitely looking at an under in this game and a field cold type of win for the LSU Tigers. What you got, Charlie? I, I coming to think about it, guys. I really do wonder if you know. We talked with Eddie Gross earlier. He was taking the under. That was kind of his best bet of the game. I really kind of agree. I think that when you're looking at Jaden Daniels versus FSU's defense. It's kind of got me a little bit nervous because they bring back so many veteran defensive linemen. Right. But on the opposite side, it's the same thing. Right. So I, I, I just really don't know. I, I think I'm agreeing with you, Steve. I'm going with the under here. I think it's going to be a tight game. Two and a half sounds about right. I think I'd maybe take LSU to cover there and, uh, and, and maybe go with that three-point win. Close it out. Sports Talk here. Be back tomorrow with more. Also, the Brian Kelly Show and the first Old State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup of the Year at 7. Bobby, take it away. All right, bon les Good night, people. Who they go, Saints? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 